0: Yeah, so we just kind of roll into this. We don't really do like some hard open and some big extravagant um, yeah. entry. Push that mic a little closer to you, too, if you don't mind. There and keep it. Keep an eye on that, will you?
1: Um,
0: this is gonna be a good one tonight. This is gonna be one of those that I think is going to uh, get a lot of listens, and I think you bring a lot to the table. This is gonna be a fun conversation.
2: I'm excited.
0: It's gonna be great. So Gentry Anderson is here. GentryAnderson.com. we're going to get into who she is and what she does and what she's experienced. You're going to want to tune in and listen to this because uh, there is a lot to cover tonight, and this is going to be great. Before we get into that, I want to mention just real quick, uh, the sponsor for tonight's show is Brat Legacy Films. Everyone supports our military. We rarely discuss the military dependent. The kids... The, the moms, the dads that are left at home, uh, BratLegacyFilms.com, they have a documentary that's getting ready to, uh, come out, I believe in 2023. It's called Brat Ambition. It covers all of, uh, the life and success stories of people who are former military Brats, like myself. Um, this is going to be a great show. I know that Bo Bice is in it. I know that, uh, football player George Teague is in it, which is going to be fun. So, uh, Visit their website, bratlegacyfilms.com. Actor John Schwab is in it if you've ever watched. Um, what was the Netflix show about the girl that played chess? You, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah,
2: Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit,
0: yes. He's in that. Uh, he's an actor, very accomplished actor. And author Kim McKay is the director. And she's actually from here in Oklahoma. She's from Oklahoma City. I did not know that. So. Go check them out, BratLegacyFilms.com. Uh, if you want to support the project, you certainly can. There's a place to do that on their website. And uh, check it out when it comes out. It's going to be worth worth watching for sure. So let's get into Gentry Anderson. This is going to be fun. I'm ready. Uh, bachelor's degree in political science, international affairs, minored in Middle Eastern studies, and Arabic. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you don't work for the government. Or do you?
2: I thought I was going to be a spy. <laughs> I don't know what got into me, but um, <laughs> I did not end up taking that route. Actually, quite the opposite. During college, when I was studying all of this, I was simultaneously working for Red Bull as a Red Bull girl, okay. like driving the actual the Red car, Bull car with
0: the can in the oh back.
2: yeah yeah for yeah. four years. Okay, working forty hours a week doing that and going to school. Wow, <laughs>
0: wow. Well, it, and
2: partying my butt off,
0: of course. Um, we all, some of us still do a little bit of that. Um, you're a ufologist, which is fantastic. You fit right in here and that's something we're going to definitely dive into. Um, at one time you did host a weekend show on Spaced Out Radio. You were a panelist, a panel member on the, uh, Blind Frog Ranch in Utah, Mm -hmm. which is adjacent to the Skinwalker Ranch, which is something everyone's familiar with, Mm -hmm. um, You're a hypnotherapist focusing on uh, alien UFO contactee hypnotic regressions. Yeah. We'll touch on that as well. Also, past life regressions, which is very interesting and a topic we've not really been able to discuss here on this show because we can't find anybody. So here you are right in front of us. Um, There's other stuff that we'll get into as well. Uh, You've been your art has been featured on Coast to Coast. Mm -hmm. I'm sure all of our listeners are very familiar with Coast to Coast. And that's great. I actually was considering pirating a copy of your art and having it somewhere up here on the wall for you to sign or something for us. But uh,
2: I'll just bring it to you. you can yeah, there it. you go. There you go. <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll we'll put it up right here, front center. For but let's talk about your work uh, as a ufologist, because okay. I think a lot of our guests are, are tuning in for that, and it's some, it, it, it's something that I think recently we're seeing more and more information come to light
1: mm-hmm. our
0: government is coming out with more stuff the re- the release of some videos um why do you think we are seeing more and more of this come into the mainstream public media
2: i think that there's been a shift um in the consciousness the collective consciousness of earth to be honest with you mm-hmm if we want to get down to the core of it. Yeah. Um, I, I think that there are certain events that have taken place over the past three or four decades. Well, obviously since, you know, the forties and beyond and forever, but, um, especially in the past three, that, have been very altering to our physical um planetary shift and it is uh affecting people in a way that they're remembering a lot of things that have happened in, in their, their own-, own past yes yeah okay even so, yours
0: so when you say collective consciousness mm-hmm I know right now, the way the world is, we're very dug in. We're entrenched into our camps. This side, that side, this religion, that religion. Right. That collective consciousness that you're talking about, is it? Is it somewhat of a subconscious and we don't really know that we're going that direction? Or do people really feel it and they feel that pull?
2: I think it's actually an extreme mm-hmm. in that... We as humans don't remember inherently l- just the way that our physical form is and this three-dimensional reality. It is um, it- it's something that we're born not remembering. And then I think that it's so extreme that there's one side of it that is pulling us to remember. And that's not typical in human nature, um, but it's happening. Yeah. So, I think that's happening based on events that have taken place since Roswell, um, and especially since the 1990s. So, I I, I don't know. I think that the, you know, this is my theory: is that when we talk about the collective consciousness. We are all, we are all one vibrating, you know, beings. Right. Energy. Right.
1: Yeah.
2: And then when you, you can't really break that down that easily, but, um, it's a, it's a humanitarian shift that is going towards this, this, um the shift that is taking us into a state of remembrance of what's happened over the past several decades. There's a lot of talk about people that are remembering their 20 and back experiences in the 70s and 80s and the secret space force Mm. or the secret space program, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Right. So I... It's it's a lot. I don't really know. We kind of have to break the questions down.
0: Sure. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. <laughs>
0: well, I know you're well studied in the history of of UFOs, UAPs, whatever they want to call them these days. And since Roswell, there there does seem like there's a ramping up of of sightings and and abduction and, and different types of things that people people uh, experience. But prior to that, for centuries, there's been different types of people who have logged certain flying objects in the sky and, and had nowhere near the technology that we know of at the time to, sure. to have that available to them. So is this something that's been going on since the beginning of time, since, since some type of a humanoid walked the planet?
2: Yes. Yes. And it's simultaneously going on, right? Right. So you think of our universe in terms of dimensions. So you have, you know, 1D, Mm -hmm. okay? So if you can see my hand right now, it's going over a flat (laughs) surface of a table. Right. And it's going back and forth, right and left. That's it. Right. And then you have 2D and you're doing all those movements, but you can also go up and down. Yes. And then you have 3D. And then all of a sudden your, your hand shifts from being parallel to what we think the center of the earth to, it can now like move vertically, horizontally, but you know, shift and up and down. And then you have a fourth, fourth dimension, It's like a tesseract where you can now do all these things and you can squeeze certain things in. And then fifth and beyond, and we don't even know, we don't even understand, we can't even comprehend. But yes, these things have been going on. If you look at ancient Egyptian mythology and you see, I mean, that is, it's so interesting that we can take the Bible and look at it and think, oh, okay, there's this you know, BC and this time since. And that's right. really what we think of when yeah. we think of religion. That's our and timeline. That's that our timeline. That we've
0: been given. Yeah, before right.
2: Christ. And it's like this very interesting way of ignoring the fact that there is so much evidence of life more than just life right in oh. egyptian mythology and to- and and all the petroglyphs and right. hieroglyphs and yeah. and what they were explaining is otherworldly right i mean they're talking about beings with heads that are eagles yes and hawks yes and flying and shape-shifting
0: right right or Are we ready for that, though? Are we ready to take that in? We're not, are we? No. Will we ever be ready? Yes. What will it take to get us ready?
2: We're close. Yeah. I think we're close. We can handle it.
0: Do you think that there's a, a collective push against it with probably certain governments that yes don't want that to get out there Absolutely. because it does kind of change the game a little bit right it
2: does change the game yeah
0: and it, what we've seen in the track record has been total denial
1: mm-hmm.
0: up until very recently
1: mm-hmm. and in
0: fact a mutual friend of ours uh she runs Mufon on oklahoma mindy Talfest. Mm-hmm. we really thought that 2021 was going to be possibly a year where we see some Something come forward as far as a disclosure goes.
2: Disclosure is a farce, in my opinion. What we perceive to be disclosure and our hope for it is a farce. It is a... An act.
0: It's the It is
2: very well known throughout the military and the government agencies and the world leaders that there are not only um, UFOs and other life forms out there but that there are entities on earth
1: yeah
0: that are here
2: now residing
0: right right
2: and that there are underground civilizations
0: see i've if you've ever been out in public i think i've seen some of them to be honest like (laughs)
2: like
0: i'm not i mean it's a joke but it's not really a joke like like no it's not sometimes you can i don't know if it's an uneasy feeling or you just you just kind of you just kind of know or just kind of tell but um I've I've said that for years like I thought and and why wouldn't they be? It would just make sense to be here if nothing else just to monitor what's going on.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, it's hard to wrap your head around all of this. Um it really is, but it's uh the proof is right in front of us. I've been looking at CIA documents since I was 16. Reading Ingo Swan and listening and watching documents that were coming in to the CIA library that are now gone. Yeah. Pictures of the other side of the moon. Mm. We have the James Webb telescope out there. Right. It has the ability to go to Mars and take up close front pictures of that. And The moon, which people are requesting, right? But they won't. They won't. And why is that? Why do you think that is?
0: There could be something there that they don't want us to know about.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So is it possible that some of what we're seeing flying above is AI? Could it possibly be not a living being, but an actual just artificial intelligence that's sent... I mean, we've sent many things out into the to the universe, and just sent it. Um, could it be something similar?
2: I think it's all the things. So I think that there is certain technology that it does not contain consciousness,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and there are certain technology that does have a biofield, and it does have a resonance of um, biological matter that that is conscious right um i think that there are certain biological entities that can create robotic uh i guess clones or you know whatever it is i have no idea i think that the possibilities are endless in that regard but for sure when we talk about uh some of these craft I think a lot of it has been back-engineered by us, by humans, or if we want to call them humans, um, or avatars. Right. Um, But it has... It pales in comparison to the orbs and the things that we see, the anomalies that you just can't explain.
0: Right. After Roswell... It's well documented that there was almost an immediate ramp up in technology, uh, especially in the United States. But uh, a company like Nokia was one that all of a sudden just went from being this experimental company to being, you know, everything that it is. Um, Mm -hmm. So obviously, I think a lot of people have, have finally come to the agreement that, yes, something happened. We don't know what, but something happened there. And there was some technology, and um, I know you're very familiar with Bob Lazar, who's come forward and mm-hmm. said he worked there, and he was part of Skunk Works, and and all of that. And he's even said, yes, they have them there, and they've even dug them up, and they're even older than what they have uh, from the '40s.
2: Yeah,
0: Roswell was interesting, was it not?
2: Roswell is the most prominent case in our modern times because it is the most avoided, especially in the past five to 10 years. They refuse to bring Don Schmidt into conversations and panels like. Right. And he's the expert and he's. Luckily, a part of the International Council of Extraterrestrial Research. He's a board member. So it's great that he has a global presence. But the United States will hardly touch him anymore. Because they know that if they do that, and that is a part of disclosure, then they're going to have to answer to what happened with the beings. Right.
0: Living Beings. living yes. beings yes because it's 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 also believed that um they didn't die in the crash they did not yeah
2: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that site um obviously allegedly that that site of the uh, alleged crash um has been picked apart from time to time but do they have the right location i i tend to think that maybe there was some 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 misinformation given to push people towards a certain area and then where the actual location is is probably still still unknown but in that general vicinity would you agree
2: I would and um i agree because i i know don schmidt and he's in um he, there are some things that are taking place, I guess I would say, uh, in the next six months that will prove that theory right.
0: Some of our presidents have even allegedly uh, been part of some of these discussions with uh, extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. Of course, Ike president eisenhower is Mm -hmm. one that's discussed quite a bit yes um nixon and Mm -hmm. his story of uh
2: he and mm -hmm.
0: taking taking a guest of his to to see one to see a a a ship Mm -hmm. do they let every president in on this or is this do you think it's just something that sometimes they stumble across it and they don't have a choice
2: the presidents are groomed i think yeah The only one that hasn't been and that isn't a part of the family of grooming is Trump. Mm. Oddly. I'm not a huge fan of Trump. I'm not advocating for Trump by any means whatsoever. Sure. But what I will say is that what I perceive from what I've heard, this is just my speculation. Right, right. Pure opinion. Uh, pure opinion is that every single president that has been in office has been groomed for it since birth and before.
0: So when you see, when you see Bill Clinton saying, mm-hmm. "Well, I've I've asked questions, but they're not telling me," and all of that's just just fake. That's just not really what's going on. That's just a facade that they're putting up so that they don't have to talk about it.
2: Absolutely, yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, it is. Um, it's something that they have. They want, mm-hmm. and they're not forced, but they chose it before they were in office.
0: So, are they part of some bigger group? I know that there's talk of uh, some type of a galactic federation situation. Are they part of that?
2: Yeah, are I they still
0: so. part of it once they leave office? I mean, just just your opinion. Do you think do you think they would keep them in that position since they know?
2: I think that it's so big that they are so conditioned into thinking that it's the right thing to do. Mm. Yeah.
0: So they just, they keep telling themselves that is what they They've should do. They've been
2: conditioned since right. birth to tell them that that's the right thing to do. Mm.
0: Are they, are they human? Our
2: leaders? What is human? <laughs> yeah. I sure. mean, you know, if you think about what, you know, I don't particularly love this person but I do at the same time because it's we're all one but I'm angry with him <laughs> is uh, the CIA director of intelligence Um, he has been coming out recently saying that Everybody is hybrids.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, I've read that. And even there was an Israeli prime minister who had had said something, or no, an Israeli defense minister who had Mm -hmm. said something very similar uh, maybe a year or two ago. Right. So if that's the case, then could it be that the visitations are to save the extraterrestrials' life form to use us for that purpose to help save them from something I mean cuz when you mix when you mix different breeds let's just say a dog for example mm-hmm. and you want the labradoodle you have to mix two different types of dogs that would never in the wild would never mix supposedly
2: well have you ever heard the theory that there are Mantis beings living under the earth and their underground civilizations.
0: Is that similar to Hollow Earth theory where you've got something living there?
2: Not necessarily Hollow Earth. Hmm. I'm not going that far. I I don't know. I haven't honestly looked into Hollow Earth to be real with you. Yeah. But I have heard a lot of stories that coincide globally about. Underground civilizations that are i mean our area fifty one is just a it's just a it's a ploy you know right. like a it's yeah a, it's, it's like, like the a,
0: inflatable tanks they used in World war two yeah yeah, and, not a real tank but a blow up right tank and from the air it looks and i don't real. I
2: don't know what would be like caught on this podcast to be honest if I say the things that i want to say. <laughs> That will, like, get us in trouble, but I'm going to say it. Fire away. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> like, Diego Garcia and the whole Indian Ocean is controlled by the cabal. Okay. And there are so many people right now that are having remembrances of 20 and back experiences Mm.
0: so when you say 20 and back what exactly does that mean
2: it means that so 20 and back is a term used for government abductions where they have taken humans and use them in a secret space program Mm. abuse them have absolutely tormented them and it's all mind control it's all testing cloning in underground facilities on earth and off earth right and they can essentially put you back. And only 50 minutes have gone by and you don't know that because once you're outside of time and space, 20 years have passed.
0: Is that is that just in your mind or is that you're actually sure. you're actually doing it?
2: There's so much evidence that it's actually happening.
0: Are they doing that to change things for today?
2: Not in a positive way, but yes.
0: So by doing that, it allows the person to be or affect an event or someone.
2: That can take care of business. Right. Go and do trade off uh like off planet trading. Yeah. Um sometimes I think that other groups of alien beings or whatever you want to call them have certain technology that they'll trade with us if we give them certain information about our psyche
0: is it our brain that's the most interesting part of us to them you no
2: think? it's our emotions
0: emotions not a brain or a soul no. or anything like this. Soul. So it's it's, it's that, our that connection.
2: It's our emotional. It's our emotions. So. Humans are incredibly emotional. I
0: have read, heard all types of interviews where that is the one thing that they say when they're in the presence of an ET is that they had no emotion to them whatsoever.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that would make sense. Yeah. That's what they're most interested in.
2: Well, if you think about it, it, it does make sense because like the evolution if you think of if you think of um an, an alien and how like if you think of even just how people describe a spacecraft or aliens how they're all the same right the alien ships are very much like the same in terms of everything is very clean there's no there's none of this. There's no art. Yeah, there's
0: no decals on the window. Right. Or there's no, yeah,
2: right. I mean, there's, I mean if
0: I had a ship, I'd have a decal on it. Right. Somewhere. You'd
2: be putting your bumper sticker on <laughs> right, it. Right. Like, this yeah. is mine, right. you know?
0: Earthling. Yeah. yeah. So
2: yeah. but if you think about the evolution of just any anything, it, it it kind of makes sense that there's there's pros to it. So these beings don't have to eat junk food. Like that's a pro, you know, they don't have to survive on like the eating their emotions. You know, there's certain advantages to evolving in, in a way that is, is productive.
0: It probably even lessens the amount of violence.
2: Exactly. There's no fighting. You don't fight anymore. Right. There's all of that. But with that comes a loss of emotion. And, and your ability to connect and they hybridize a lot with humans because of our ability to connect to earth and nature and each other.
0: Do we really want them to be emotional? I don't know that we do. I don't know.
2: I I don't, (laughs) I don't know the answer.
0: I mean, because if they're not emotional now. And we're still here. I think I'm kind of okay with them yeah, keeping I'm their out. emotions in check. <laughs> um, yeah. Well,
2: maybe. I don't know. If they have the ability, then maybe we could influence it. I don't know. Like
0: that, That's a two-way street, unfortunately.
2: It sure is.
0: How many, and this might be impossible to know, but just in your opinion, how many different types are we dealing with right now, that are visiting this planet, or that are already here?
2: On this planet?
0: Um, I mean, it's obviously impossible to just peg a number. I, I but... wonder,
2: well, it, it that is it's, it is so hard, because I think that there's not only one universe. Right. I'm talking not just world or galaxy, I'm talking universe. So... Uh, I don't know what our relationship is with other universes. So it's hard for me to funnel it's that. It's
0: hard to, like, wrap your head around that.
2: I think that there are probably, okay, if I'm going to throw out a ballpark number, I guess I would say, like, a million.
0: Stephen Hawking's famously once said, mathematically, there has to be life out there somewhere what that life is whether it's microbial or it's actually somebody with higher intelligence yeah it's there's mathematically the chances are that yes there's something or someone out there um where do you think and and you've kind of touched on this once already but where's this headed like what you said 6 months somewhere in there we're going to learn something or something's going to happen but but where where ultimately do you think this is headed
2: I think it's about our choices and that's really hard to say because I think that it's ultimately about what we as humans are deciding to do about this so there's not much I think I think it's pretty I think it's pretty tilted right now. In um, in favor of of humanity and like uh, like the what we want the good, right? Right. Um, but there's a lot of humanity that's bad. But it's also why I think this is. I think that something really big happened in the 1990s that. unavoidably in order for earth to not be destroyed Mm. there were a plethora of other entities including like arcturians that were that came to earth
0: so they had to engage they had to yeah
2: and i think that that changed a dynamic and shifted a paradigm in our psyche activated a lot of people Mm mm-hmm in ways that is good, yeah, for us, they could not have they they would not have intervened had something so devastating not happened in the 1990s, and um,
0: I barely remember the 90s, <laughs> so I don't think I was activated at all.
2: That's probably exactly why <laughs> nobody really does remember.
0: Isn't that weird? Isn't it? Now, you know, I've got kids who were born in the 90s. I obviously remember that. But there is like this space of time where the 90s are just kind of a blur. Mm-hmm. I didn't even care for the music in the 90s, to be honest. But I'm much older than you, so.
2: Yeah.
0: The 90s was a weird time. It was a yeah. very weird time.
2: I so think it would that... make
0: sense that there was something going on
2: affecting us. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I've been listening to a lot of people in my research and in hypnotherapy that are just randomly talking about, and that nobody knows each other. That's just Mm. what's wild. Yeah. They're talking about an alien invasion that happened in 1994 that was absolutely catastrophic yeah and that we were i know it sounds so crazy i know it does
0: but that's i mean there's a lot of things that sound (laughs) crazy that end up being perfectly true and they don't sound crazy anymore after the fact i know so it, it almost it almost makes uh it almost fits i mean it almost makes complete perfect sense because that was a time when it really felt like so you know a century is coming to an end at that point you're 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 entering a new century so there seems like there should be some type of a something that happens and i'm not talking about y2k either
2: no the computers
0: were just fine
2: yeah i'm not either yeah, yeah. it's just uh it's pretty wild but i think that what where we're headed as a result of all of that or whatever, it doesn't even matter that part, but you know, you feel it. I think, I I think so. We're talking about this, you know, we, we are realizing that this is messed up. Like the way that we're being indoctrinated more and more people are fleeing from the church. Mm and from religion. And if you just go back to the fall of the Roman empire and Constantine and, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole, the whole, uh, construction of what was going to be placed in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and how Jesus was going to be portrayed to the masses Mm -hmm. was all about control. I mean, it's so easy to see. Sure. Sure. That it's, and di- you know, thou shalt not. Thou shalt not. And we're going to put know?
0: this in and leave that out. Let's and,
2: yeah. Control. How do we control the masses? Right. I mean, it was a. It was a. He, the the Roman Empire controlled the world.
0: Was our was our level of understanding our level of just simply being educated? Was it much lower? You think then, no. and we just couldn't we couldn't process it. Not at all. So they knew. But they just, even the they cavemen, couldn't do anything about it. I
2: think they were way smarter than us. I really? Mean, in fact, really? I think that we've lost our touch to earth. We are the dumb ones. Yeah. I think that what happened was suppression.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, it was abusive.
0: If you look at some of their construction, we can't even do it today. Of course not. No. But they, I mean, they, they have an idea.
2: They had the wherewithal. To leave us petroglyphs. Right, right now, we would just write things in our journal. Right. they get destroyed in the rain.
0: <laughs> right, right. So like uh, the Library of Alexandria, it burned to the ground. What, you know, what did it hold? Right. What could we have learned from that?
2: Well, I bet the Vatican has it. Let's ask them.
0: They do. I guarantee you they have something <laughs> because they've had their fingers in the cookie jar for a long time. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this past life regression work that you do because it's a topic we wanted to discuss on the show for a while. And now that I've got you here, I want, I want to touch on that before, before you leave. Is it something that, um, not necessarily a, a reincarnation situation, but you say we come back and we forget, we don't remember. It's almost like being dipped in the river of forgetfulness. And then you come back and, and, uh, You experience some deja vu or you experience something or like the the young uh kid in muskogee oklahoma who as a young kid knew how to fly airplanes and he basically told him yeah i've i've i flew bombers in world war ii right um is that something that everybody has and experiences or do you find where some people just don't have a past life
2: everybody does but it doesn't mean that you had a past life on earth and time is not linear so it doesn't necessarily mean that you are going straight to from one life on earth to another there could be you know simultaneous experiences that you're having um but a lot of times humans on earth have actually been reincarnated like hundreds or thousands of times
0: to be another human person be another human yes yeah so so, so just I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt uh-huh, you but no. like patton general patton believed that he had been reincarnated several times over and he would see a battlefield and know yes i've been on this field before as mm-hmm. a as a legionnaire or, you know whatever yep can it come through to people that way without any hypnotherapy or 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 do they have to have some type of an experience to know what that was
2: so typically if and 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 you can find a lot of this data on um at the university of virginia they have a massive uh department dedicated just to reincarnation it is huge Hmm. so like the evidence is right here um the data suggests that when you're in a theta state of mind or i think it's theta is it or delta which one is it that you're in before you're six i think it's theta so you are the years one to six you are Absolutely inclined to remember past lives. So if you go to the University of Virginia, I think it's like 90% of all of the documents that are about reincarnation are people that are six and younger. Wow. That remember.
0: They're still connected, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And then after that, it's harder to remember unless you've been writing it or journaling it or doing something with art apparently
0: or music or is music. music a connector yes. as well yes that would make sense mm-hmm. why why do you think it is that and i've always been jealous of these people and i know jealousy is not a great thing right but <laughs> i've always been jealous of the people who you've known for a long time maybe most of your life and they always knew what they wanted to do when they were an, an adult me too like they were like oh yeah they're you know they're seven years old they're like yeah i'm gonna grow up and be a fireman i already know
2: That's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how do you
0: even know that?
2: My older sister, she's like, I want to be a doctor. Now she runs Emory Hospital in Atlanta.
0: How does that... Is that (sighs) part of that connection? Is that something that maybe they've done in the past and now it's... They just know that's what they're good at. That's what they should do.
2: Probably. I mean, that's... You're... I mean, yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And I, I do see that all the time. And you saying that, I know it sounds woo or there's no way for me to back that up but yeah
0: it kind of makes me wonder what does that say about me if i've never known
2: you're an (laughs) investigator
0: Uh, i've just never known what i want to do like even now i'm
2: like you're you're a learner you're absorbing information no
0: i feel like i i have to do a lot of stuff does that make sense Mm -hmm. like i feel like i do one thing for a while now i got to go do this now i got to go do that now i got to go do that so I don't know what that says about that type of person.
2: Hallelujah, me too.
0: <laughs> We're in the same camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Does the, does the um, sessions that you hold, because I know you're a coach as well, and without dropping any names, what are some of the more odd things that you've come across in that, that type of work? And by odd, I mean just something that sticks in your head after the fact and you still remember today, you know, something mm-hmm. that was interesting.
2: Well, well, (laughs) um, there has been, um, a situation in which, gosh.
0: Don't get yourself in trouble now.
2: No, I'm, I'm, it it might be such a long story, but I'll, I'll give you, uh, give me the cliff notes version. Okay. So I um have had like shared experiences that were so bizarre um involving extraterrestrials uh w- this has to be a conversation for another, the next time, yes, for sure. Yes, absolutely. But yes. I will tell you that uh, it was, there were other witnesses involved too. And, and there were shared paranormal activities that were going on, including an orb that came shooting into my phone in the middle of the night. And I shot up in bed and watched it happen. And then immediately and instantly, this person was calling me. Wow. It shot into my phone from my bathroom. And I shot up. I I mean, I shot up in bed and it shot from the bathroom into my phone instantly.
0: That person, I mean, forgive me, but that person was living. That person was living and calling
2: me freaking out because I was crying. I was crying. I was in bed sleep Like trying to cry myself to sleep, freaking out about this certain incident. Right. And this person that did not know what was happening, but that was involved, called me at 3 a.m. And this... And
0: they're not... Are they a blood relative?
2: No. He lives in Boulder. How do you explain that? Well, I don't know. But an alien being also shapeshifted into him.
0: You had an experience um, that we've discussed on the phone, an Earth Day experience. You want to talk about that? Sure. We've got some time left. Okay. Yeah, let's do it.
2: All right. So Earth Day. Earth Day 2022. 2022.
0: So this is pretty fresh. Yeah. This is pretty recent.
2: Yep. Okay. So six friends and I were at Delisandro's, which is a restaurant in Tulsa. We were sitting on the patio. It was about 7.30 at night. We were celebrating a friend's birthday. It was a beautiful indigo blue sky. I mean, just gorgeous, clear. And there were these six black balls of something. Way hard. They were very far away, I will Mm -hmm. say. They were very far away. In the sky? In the sky.
0: Yeah.
2: And they but they were like zigzagging across one another but it was so Hmm. far away that in my mind me being the one that's suddenly into ufos i didn't want to be the one being like look at the
1: UFOs!" right
0: sure
2: but all my friends were like what you know right so then they said um that they have to be weather balloons so i'm thinking okay I can wrap my head around that.
0: Do we do we launch weather balloons in Tulsa? I don't, I know. don't know. I don't know. Okay, so we'll but go with it. We'll go with it.
2: I just was like, okay, fine. I can wrap my head around that because as soon as it was there, it also like went away. Yeah. And, so yeah, we settled that. I'm like, fine, air balloons or water or whatever, whatever. Right. All of they were saying all sorts of things. They were also saying that they were, um, uh, kites. I'm like. Okay.
0: Where have I heard that before? Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, anyway, about five minutes later, uh, my friend Kevin was like, Gentry, there's your UFO. And this massive cube in the sky was tilted on its axis and rotating horizontally across the sky. And it looked like a black opal. Like wow. an opal pearl, like this. Like, so
0: a little shiny like little necklace, sheen to it, right?
2: But the the a black one.
0: Right. Yeah. So there was some glimmer or something to it that you could visually see?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looked like it was like aluminum foil.
0: And you could you could distinctly tell the shape of it.
2: But it was see through in certain parts. It wow. looked like an opal. Yeah. It looked like an opal deep, like the depth of it from the core.
0: How long did this stay around?
2: Not long. It was spinning. It was rotating and spinning on its axis. And I was, once my friend said that, he looked down. He wouldn't, but everybody else looked up. Yeah. And he wouldn't look up. He, He wouldn't look back up and I, I was yelling at him why aren't you looking
0: right look at this why aren't you right. looking
2: and he couldn't he just was shaking his head no no just, just a little too his much to, just a
0: little too much to process in the moment
2: yeah he would not look yeah and and then it went behind a building and then it never appeared and then that same night we went to go listen to live music and i instantly had an ability to play music without ever touching a musical instrument in my life
0: so i want to touch on this i want to pause you right there because that is so unique i think because i i've read a ton and i know that it does happen i know that some people can wake up from a coma for example And all of a sudden have some type of an ability. And a lot of times it is music.
2: I will show you.
0: Did anyone else that was with you experience the same thing after the fact? No. You were the only one. Yes. Why do you think that is?
2: Because I was already... I was our... I I, I don't know. I think that that happened for me so that other people could probably see it
0: almost like we need someone to be able to share this
2: like that i wouldn't think i was crazy
0: so you they knew you were able to handle it
2: yeah i was already so it had been i had already had a premonition and several psychic experiences prior to this I, I have had several that I could go into. Claire, audience experiences that were also shared. Um, that people knew that I, 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 there was no way that I could have known what I knew. Right. I knew people's names. I, um. I healed myself of TMJ. I had several pretty wild experiences that led me to this point
0: how did you know you could just play anything without having sheet music or without having any experience did you just it was it was spontaneous you you just knew like that
2: i didn't even know my fingers just started doing it
0: and what did you first play do you remember
2: pilgrim well no um paul benjamin paul benjamin
0: and what what instrument
2: well it it's not an instrument So, so okay so it's like um it's like my fingers are dancing yeah so it's not one instrument it's like I precognitively know what's going to happen.
0: Okay. And you don't even have to have music that you're familiar with for this.
2: I don't have, no. It can be on the radio. You can play it for me right now and bust out a guitar. Do you? And I will do it. Even if you mess up, I will mess up too.
0: So, I'm, so it, it, it's very curious to me because I'm sure we've all had a friend or someone in our life who is really good at something mm-hmm. that you wanted to be really good at. And it just came so natural to them that it kind of made you sick. Like, I want to be that good at that. And I'm not. But they don't work at it. And I work my tail off to try and be that good. Right.
2: I don't play any instruments, though.
0: So- but when you hear the music, you can... Uh-huh. you know, you, you, you know what's coming.
2: I know somehow... I am not reading. It's it's wild. Like musicians are around Tulsa, think that I'm reading their mind. Mm, yeah. Some of them are scared of me.
0: That would make sense. Can you read minds?
2: No, <laughs> not to my I had knowledge. To ask. <laughs> <laughs> not to my knowledge.
0: What um, what's been the weirdest experience for you personally with that? Was it just that initial? You know having that knowledge or have you experienced something else since
2: the weirdest experience i think i've ever had is seeing the alien seeing an alien
0: which is the art that was uh featured on coast to coast
2: yes yeah that that was the most wild thing and it 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 will take i i, I have to do that story justice because The synchronicities involved that led up to it. I couldn't tell you that story without explaining certain things that happened beforehand three months prior. Right. Because it is exactly what it depicted.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to get into that next time. Next time
2: you. Come I mean, on. we could do it. I'm not afraid of like talking about it right now. <laughs> if you want to do it, we can talk about it. I don't well, know. If, I mean, how if much time you have? If
0: you've got, I'm, I'm not on a clock. Okay. I, mean, I can go as long as you want.
2: What about you? Okay.
0: Okay, so there was a build up to this. You said mm-hmm. so. We've got a, we've got some time here, and, and okay. Uh, so, so first, let's talk. When, when was this?
2: This was. I think it was June 18th of 2022.
0: Okay. Okay. June 18th.
2: So let me give you two stories real quick that lead up to this. Okay. The first being I was put in contact with uh, my now mentor Stuart Davis, he is a musician. He has like 12 albums out. He's He is brilliant. He's been on Coast to Coast, I don't know, 10 times he, with George Knapp.
0: What's his website? Do you know it?
2: Uh, Stuart Davis?
0: Stuart Davis. Everybody, uh-huh. everybody just Google Stuart Davis.
2: Stuart Davis, artist, musician, Mantis. How does
0: he spell Stuart?
2: S T U A R T.
0: Okay, there you go.
2: Stuart Davis. He is known in the ufology world by, because of his contact with a eight foot praying mantis being that appeared to him. And George Knapp is like obsessed with Stuart Davis. I'm
0: always nice to the praying mantis. In and the his, yard, by he's the
2: way. so deep. He's a genius. I mean, yeah. he calls himself this circus freak, and he kind of is. He, but he's brilliant, and he's a comedian. He's he's a documentarian. He he's a uh, he writes a lot of movies and plays, and he is so brilliant on so many levels. I just adore him. But I, and I'm so grateful that I met him, and I met him through another mentor of mine, who was actually my first mentor, which is. Um, Mike Cleland, he writes books on owls, UFOs, and synchronicities. Okay. And he's also been on Coast to Coast several times. And he's the first person I reached out to in ufology mm. is Mike. And Mike and I talked for about a year before he put me in contact with Stuart. Yeah. And and he also put me in contact with a, a, a Kimberly. Um, the uh, I can't remember. Why am I blanking on her name right now? Wilson. No. It'll come to me. But um, anyway, Stuart and I had this uh, very interesting series of events when we first met that were synchronistic in terms of like strange paranormal stuff that was going on on around our ho- our homes. And right. I had never met him. Right. We just talked on the phone. And he told me you know when he first met me that he wasn't to charge me because he was told that I'm lineage from his spirit guides. Okay. Right? So Then, one night, I was out seeing live music at Paul, seeing Paul Benjamin over at the colony in Tulsa, and I get this phone call at 12.03 a.m., and it's from Stuart Davis, and so I answer it, and it is this highly electronic noise something i cannot replicate
0: almost like the old fax machine
1: noise
2: like aol dial up but right. so different yeah something i i can't even right something really wild
1: yeah
2: and i it, it scared the crap out of me so much so that i ran out of the bar and i immediately had visions as soon as I walked out of the bar and ran out, I was by myself, I, I saw visions of Stuart sitting in a penthouse. It, it, to me, it appeared that way. It looked like a penthouse. He was There was a wall of windows. He was sitting in a chair with arms, armrests, you know, and yeah. one of his arms was resting on one of the armrests. And he was holding a cocktail in that arm, leaning, and he was staring at me. And then I saw visions of my life, Mm. like, as though he was showing them to me. Mm. And the visions were of me melting crayons on the ground when I'm three years old. Me popping a zit in my parents' bathroom when I'm, Mm. like, 14. Like, things I don't think of, I don't even know. Right, right. Not a
0: significant memory, so to speak. Right. Yeah.
2: And I called him, and I am freaking out after this. And he is, too, because he says that every alarm in his neighborhood is going off. There's paranormal stuff going on in his house. And he was asleep. He's like, I did not call you.
0: 1203.
2: Yes. 1203. And, and so we're both freaking out. (laughs) And, uh. So that there's that part of it. Then, fast forward this summer, I go to Utah for a documentary on UFOs. I'm filming a documentary there. And we are in the basin. We're at Blind Frog Ranch. We have been spending days there filming, doing all this stuff, and they asked me to lead a CE5 event. Like a meditation. Right. I've never done anything like that, but I decided why not? Give it a shot. So we all sit around and we do the CE5 and I orchestrate the whole thing. But as soon as I was done with it, I had to leave because I had to go be on a radio show,
1: hmm.
2: uh, Space Out Radio, right? So I had to leave and I I was so upset because I was like, they're all going to see the UFOs. <laughs> right. I'm going to be gone. Yeah. So I, I go back with the producer to our Airbnb, which is like this ranch house. So he's setting up all this equipment outside everywhere and I am on the radio for three hours and the last hour of the radio show, I, my head is pounding, just pounding. And I cannot understand why I'm thinking I've got to, you know, get up and get ibuprofen or ask him to get me some. Right. Right. Well, he's pacing around like all of a sudden inside and i'm like what are you doing you know thinking "Geez, like what was his problem and he walks over to me and it's like the last five minutes of the show and if you actually go back and look at the show you can see right the shift in the color <laughs> yeah of the whole room i freeze my hair like freezes back like it is wild and he shows me he turns the camera around and it's that picture that i sh- that i painted it's mm. it's a FLIR image camera right. of an alien being peering behind a wall and i was shocked right i thought that the people at the ranch had sent it to him mm. at blind frog ranch right i was but like no. oh my god i cannot wait to like <laughs> right. talk to him about this i was right. shocked so then i get off the radio And then as soon as I'm done, I run outside and I go, like, where did you get that? You know, who sent that to you? He's like, it's gone. It's gone. I'm like, what do you mean it's gone? He was so just, I mean, he was, this guy is like an evidence maniac. Yes. And so for this video and camera picture just to be gone, it disappeared. Right. He, he, He was freaking out. He was like in tears, crying that it was gone. And i'm like why are you crying he's like because that was behind you i took that of you wow and it was right behind you the whole time right and there was a portal looking thing above the sky that we ended up sending into the fleer company to have them analyze Mm, and they couldn't figure it out right right so with that said i will tell you the story so one night this summer It was a few weeks after I get back from Blind Frog Ranch, I I come home at night getting ready for bed and my neighbor across the street from me, he lives across the street, I can see him through his window and he can see through mine. And he watches my cats when I go out of town. He's 65. He calls me and he's like, Gentry, there's a man standing above your loft and the empty loft above me, Mm -hmm. staring at me, just staring straight at me, will not stop. Mm -hmm. Just staring at me.
1: Right. You can see his face. What?
2: What? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what? What What are you talking about? You know? So I go over to the window, and I look over at him. I see him. He's like, he's just staring at me. He's just staring at me in this empty loft. What is he doing? I'm like, I have no idea. And then I look catty corner, like, below him. Right. And there is a gray alien being perfect. Perfect.
0: Just like the drawings you see, just...
2: Just yeah. a gray alien.
0: Right. Tall, short.
2: It was sitting. Mm. It was sitting in the windowsill. Perfectly in my line of view. Mm-hmm. Just straight on. Just there. And I'm like, I my blood goes you know, hot. I pull up my camera. I'm not about to video this because that would require me getting off the phone with him. Right. I'm not about to do that. No. So I pull up my camera. The moment I pull on my camera and I pull it up, this being turns to its right. It gets up and it shape shifts in front of my eyes. It turns into a bunch of geometric squares and literally shape shifts into the profile of a man. And there's a wall right here. I'm trying not to get too far away from the microphone, <laughs> but there's a wall. Yeah. It gets up. When it gets up and it goes, it goes behind the wall, and then it peers out, just like, and, and it's now an alien being again. Right, it shape shifted into the profile of him. Turned man.
0: into almost like pixels. Yes. And then behind the wall, behind the wall. Yeah. And then
2: it peers back behind the behind the wall, like this. Right. And it's an alien being again. Yes. And it's doing the exact same pose that it did in that flare image camera. Yeah. And then it turns this way and it shifts again into a bunch of geometric squares and it sits down and it's now a man and it's now Stuart Davis and it puts its arm on the armrest and is sipping a cocktail, staring at me. Uh, And then...
0: So it knew the image of that, that you had in your head. uh Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: And then... It gets up again and does the same thing over. It gets repeats up, it. Yep, just repeats it three times. Hmm. Simultaneously, I'm talking to Rick, my neighbor,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I'm like, "Who's over there? Who's over there?" Yes. And I, I'm like, "Does it look like a human? Does, <laughs> you know, does the person right. above me look like a human?" And he's like, "I don't know why." I'm like. I swear to you, there's an alien being. You know, I'm right. freaking out. Sure, and he's he's like, as soon as I ask him, "Does it look like an, a human?" He says, "I don't know." And he starts to slowly close his blinds. I'm like, "What are you doing on, on purpose? Well.
0: I mean, did he know he was doing that, or just,
2: yeah, just listen? Okay, sorry, so, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So he he's pulling him down. I'm like, what are you doing? Why? Where are you going? I'm I'm freaking out. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, babe. And he starts to pull him back up. And I'm like, okay. And then he just turns around and walks off. I'm like, where are you going there? What are you doing? Right. You called me freaking out, you know? Right, right. And, and he just is gone. And I hear all of a sudden this muffling. It sounds like an amplifier is in the room. Mm-hmm. And I hear him. I'm like, Rick, what are you doing? And he goes, he told me to get under the sheets.
0: Really? So whatever he was looking at told him that.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Because then he proceeded to have a conversation with someone in the room that was not me. That you could hear. That I could hear. Yeah. And it was his voice was all of a sudden monotone. He told me to get into the sheets. And then it was, how did you get in here? Where am I? Mm -hmm. Who are you? And the last thing that I heard before I had to call 911 to get them over there to intervene, whatever was happening or whatever was happening above me. Right. Was, I'll see you in hell.
0: Not his voice, though. Someone else's? It was his or what? voice. It was from him.
2: It was from him. He mm. he was freak he was, he was scared, but not enough to be, like, screaming. It was, like, so monotone the whole time. Right. It was like, how did you get in here? I'll see you in hell. Like, and then the next morning, and he doesn't remember anything. But to this day... He asks me if I'm watching out for him, and we talk about it, and he's super scared and weirded Mm -hmm. out.
0: Right. Has he experienced anything since?
2: We saw a UFO, I think. Something. We saw something, like, maybe a month or two later that was uh, in the sky. Uh, I could send that to you, actually.
0: Yeah, wow. Have you tried any
2: type of regression with him? He's really scared. Sure, I don't think that he wants to do that. I've I've talked to him about it, but he he was only here. He lives in Texas, mm. and he was working on the building. They hired him to work on um, one of the construction buildings downtown to fix it he's like a really mad scientist when it comes to construction and so he was here like five days a week for about a year and a half Mm. and in the same you know complex but he's gone now and and but i still talk to him and he i don't i don't know what he would I, i he just seems like always making sure that i just am like i got this under control right Like, I don't think that he would ever, I I feel awkward asking him that.
0: What did Stuart say?
2: (laughs) Stuart wouldn't talk to me for like a month. (laughs) He was (laughs) so freaked out.
0: Did he have some type of a memory of this?
2: Not at all. He put me in contact with a woman who is uh, contracted with the CIA to do remote viewing. Mm Mm-hmm. She's seventy-seven. <laughs>
1: mm.
0: It's a whole other topic.
2: Yeah, and so I've had several conversations with her, and we've we've had other experiences since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, a UFO um, with a sighting with a guy with Tourette's mm. that said some things that I mean it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so. Like three weeks later, I was talking to Stuart and I was going through these videos on my phone from that day because I wanted to see every little thing I was thinking, doing. Sure.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah.
2: And. The uh, buildup.
1: Yeah. What happened? And I
2: had this random video on my phone where I wasn't even filming anything. I accidentally pushed video. Mm-hmm. And it's of me getting out of my car in my parking garage and George Knapp is talking to Stuart Davis in the background about the mantis Mm. being and how the mantis and Stuart Davis was laughing and saying well sometimes the mantis just chooses you right and I'm like what the you know (laughs) this happened at 12 11 yeah you know p.m. right it was the most bizarre thing and so I sent it to him and I'm like, Stuart, do you think this has something to do with the mantis? What do we think? And so he calls me. We have this three hour conversation, this extensive conversation. And I was like, I gotta go. I'm going to see live music. You know, we go to the Starlight Bar over on 11th, and um, I'm sitting outside with two guys I've never met. One of them, his dad, is a uh, designs telescopes and the other guy has Tourette's and is like very open about it Mm -hmm. you know talks about it kind of have to be yeah yeah right and (laughs) so it was just like a cool conversation we were having just like grooving nothing about ufos we have not talked about ufos one time right and all of a sudden this light comes directed like straight towards us yeah and i just look at it and i did not want to say anything about ufos like i'm very cautious yes. i know that people sure. in oklahoma are like what are you talking about sure. you know yeah so i'm very aware yeah. of that and so i'm i just kind of direct their attention and, and i say look at that drone and they both look and uh i'm like immediately grabbing my phone to take a video Because I know this look of this. Right. And I say, I'm going to take a video of this. And I swear, when I'm done, it's going to be gone. I want you to watch my every move. Right. And so I start recording. And I'm making sure that these two guys are watching. And this light, sure enough, comes straight towards us. And it turns into two. And it it turns into a red one and a green one. And it's like perfect. Like just right. And so then it just like it, it goes this way and then it darts all the way over. And and they freak out. They're like, that is not a drone. <laughs> and so then I'm still filming. And uh, and then it and then it starts blinking as though it's like a helicopter, and then it just goes off. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. And I'm like, look at my phone still, you know, right? still recording, right? Let's end the recording. Let's go out. Let's go into my phone. You might know my camera roll. And sure enough, it's nowhere to be found. Huh. And the guy with Tourette's goes, because it's with the Mantis. Ah,
0: just out of the blue.
2: And I said, what did you say? And he was like, huh? And his friend goes, you said it's with the mantis? Right. And I'm like, what? Why
0: wouldn't you use the guy with Tourette's, right? I mean, <sighs> <laughs> he's the one that's going to say anything anyway.
2: It was absolutely nuts. Wow. I had not mentioned. They would have had zero idea that I was just having a conversation with Stuart Davis in Boulder about a mantis being, being responsible And I was talking to Stuart about how pissed I was that I could not get footage. Mm,
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: And then this happened.
0: Yeah. And you still didn't get it.
2: (laughs) No. But then I was able to, after that, Stuart put me in touch with a wizard in Germany. (laughs) And a lot of other things happened after that. So I'll,
0: I'll be filming in Utah in... Uh, probably this spring. Yeah. Any advice? Heck yeah. Now it's it it's not. I mean, we're not filming the sky in a documentary. It's just a movie. But what should I look for?
2: Oh my. Well, are you going to the basin? Or are you going to Salt Lake? Where are you going? No.
0: Well, we'll be outside of of uh, Salt Lake. Okay. Um, Camus.
2: The that whole area is just. Just be respectful of the land and don't litter. And like if you go and and you, you know, do digging or anything or rock hounding or find crystals or whatever you do with the land, just like be super respectful of it. Because mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of energies and um, skepticism on like if you're spiritual like that, you know, right? they're going to make sure you're like aligned or they like will like not be, I don't know. I think these spirits have ways of just attaching to whatever your vibration is.
0: Yeah. We need a lot of things to go right, not wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Wrong means money. So we need things to go right.
2: That you'll be fine. Yeah. Just we'll keep, know. just keep a positive att- attitude. You okay. know, it's your aura and energy is everything.
0: So, one more question. Then mm-hmm. I'm going to let you get out of here. And then I'm going to try to talk you into coming back at some point. Okay. I've read that in studies with uh, people who have Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. that when they play classical music to them through headphones, that it, it begins to reconnect for them, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've also read that classical music especially older classical music is almost like a language in and of itself. So as someone who has found this ability, that's been given this this ability to hear understand music, what do you think of when I say classical music is like its own language?
2: I um I think all music is classical. But I know what you mean in terms of how we perceive it and I think that it is a resonance. It's um it's like a it's a vibration that actually affects your your biology, mm, yeah. Um,
0: Which is why it would work in the brain.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It is so understated mm-hmm. and underutilized in modern science. They
0: they even know that medicine. it helps plants grow Absolutely. when they play them. classically. you can
2: music. talk to your plants, and they will grow. Yeah,
0: yeah. At some point, you
2: can think to your plants. And they will grow, right?
0: Yeah, that make that would make sense. I mean, that they would be. In I don't tuned. think to
2: my plants, so I, it's so sad. I can't, I, <laughs> I'm like, I have to speak to my children first. <laughs> <laughs> they're,
0: they're neglected. No, at some point tonight, I I wrote classical. I don't know why we were in the discussion of your abilities and the music, and I wrote that, and that's what made me think of this study that I was reading about how it's helping people with. Uh, Alzheimer's
2: we need to talk about that more yeah do you know anybody with Alzheimer's um
0: I did uh my wife's grandfather had it and he passed mm-hmm. but I think that's uh an area where I think a lot of people are starting to try to move toward because after after an hour of that type of therapy they receive you know anywhere from a few minutes to an hour of being themselves again so it's definitely something something's definitely going on there and um that just popped in my head while we were having this conversation so that's pretty cool so i'm going to uh i'm going to get us out of here i think okay. you've been on long enough you're i'm, I'm going to wear you out with the questions but i want everybody to go to your website gentryanderson.com mm-hmm. what will they find when they go there
2: well, I just launched it. It's still a work in progress, but I am uh, offering hypnotherapy sessions, and I am doing harmonic Reiki for healing. So I have taken, you know, been attuned to the to the Reiki situation, and I've kind of taken my own psychic ability with with music and and incorporating it. So um, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. I've I've had some very strange things happen with it already. And um, I want to help people. So if you have interest in that, or if there's anybody that wants like psychic guidance, there's a way for you to totally tap into that. Everybody has this ability, right? As long as you're
0: human, right? <laughs> well, that's great. I want everybody to go check it out. Be sure and and um, share this this broadcast. This is this is a great one. Um, I appreciate you coming in. Misty came in as well, <laughs> sitting over there, quiet in the corner, uh, laughing at my ridiculousness. I guess
2: mine. Um,
0: but again, uh, everybody, hit, make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you uh, subscribe as well, and we'll continue to bring these to you. Gentry, thank, thank you. Thank you. It's been I a blast. I
2: appreciate it. We'll do it again soon. And yeah. as
0: soon as we have you scheduled in the next uh, two, three, four, or five months or something, we'll we'll let everybody know. I'm sure they'll love to okay. have you back on.
2: Cool. All right. I can't wait.
0: Thanks, everybody.
2: Thank you.